Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. If you want the best coverage from the farm system to the front office, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Rangers Today baseball podcast, now on the Dub Network. Here are your hosts, Jeff and John. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Rangers Today baseball podcast. This is episode number 92, and today... Cam Colley, the Texas Rangers number 23 prospect and infielder, is going to be joining us on the road with the Hickory Crawdads. But first, Jeff, been a busy, busy weekend and week as the Texas Rangers, they did exactly what we thought they would when we were around here last Friday. They made some moves. They made some moves. They bettered their team. Yep. And here we go. Now we're going down the stretch. Yeah, you know, um, I'm, I'm trying to remember last week. Um, I think I think we did some predictions. I predicted um, uh, like a, a big splash pitcher. Right. I said Dylan Cease, who is who I wanted, but I also said Justin Verlander. Well, they got they got Justin. They didn't get Justin Verlander, but they got Max Scherzer. Oh my and, gosh! And that's that's pretty darn good. Uh, same team. Uh, pro- I don't know. I don't know who's better, Scherzer or. Verlander career wise, it's going to be pretty close. They're both Hall of Famers. Yep. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, Max Scherzer, geez, you know, and then they went out and got another starter. Well, I knew this when they got Scherzer and we saw what they gave up for Scherzer. The only thing they gave up for Scherzer was Acuna, uh, Luis Angel Acuna, uh, who we all know and love, and in the, in the, he's always been in the prospect list. Yeah. Great kid. We've talked to him many sure. times. The, when they got him, and that's all it took, along with the money that the Mets were going to eat to bring him back. I tweeted this out, and I was serious. I was like, I don't know who the Rangers are looking for, but they can outbid anybody. If it only yeah. took Acuna to get that, yeah. this organization is very popular among other teams. They're going to go get whoever they want. Yeah, They won't be outbid. If they don't get somebody, it won't be because they're outbid. It'll be because they didn't feel like they wanted to give it up for it. And I was right. Yeah, yeah. And um, they followed that up by getting Jordan Montgomery and – Chris Stratton, I keep calling Jordan Montgomery, Jordan Zimmerman. Yeah, so that's going to come out, and that's just going to bite me in the ass at some point <laughs> in the story. I know it is, uh, but you know, the, he was he was probably the best rental pitcher available. Yes, you know, he doesn't. He goes about a little different. He doesn't throw hard like as hard as Scherzer or Verlander, um, but he spins it. And if you just look at his numbers, they're they're impressive. They're, they're excellent. And he's six uh, and nine, but he had had not had much run support at all. Yeah, three four ERA. Doesn't walk a lot of guys. Uh, he's big. Crafty left-hander. He's a bigger guy, yeah. Um, so, anyway, you know, Scherzer pitched last yesterday, which was Thursday the 3rd. We're, we're 
This is Friday. on August fourth here, and and Montgomery's making his debut, so we can talk about that next week. But uh, I liked what Scherzer did yesterday. I, mean, I didn't, you know, the first inning fell behind three nothing on balls that were hit sixty two point nine miles an hour, sixty three point nine, and eighty point eight. So he didn't give up solid contact. He did have a little trouble throwing strikes there. He threw thirty three pitches in the first, but then that was it. Yeah, he gave up four hits the rest away. Didn't walk anybody. Um, struck out seven from that point on, finished with nine strikeouts. It Which was, is what good pitchers do. They yeah, just exactly. We've seen it this year from their whole rotation has had some times where Heaney will go out every once yeah. in a while and have a bad inning and then go. Even Martin Perez, he'll give up that big inning, and he scuttled a little bit lately, but all of a sudden he'll go three or four scoreless afterwards. Right. We've seen it from Evaldi and Gray who will do the same thing. Pitchers adjust when things aren't working, and all of a sudden they go through it. Scherzer's a talker too. Yeah, Scherzer can talk. He's uh he's he, a he's fun. You he know, he's not too I mean, he threw the Mets under the bus. Well who know. are now backtracking and saying we didn't we just lied to him and told him that so he would take the deal, which I can't but well, that's one thing and I heard that might have been a parody account. It oh, said well, that maybe, but I, I saw somewhere where they said the the GM was it Epler? Is that who runs yeah, them? Billy said, Epler. Well, we just told him that so that he would. That's the dumbest. I, I when I read that later, I thought, and somebody said, "Hey, I think this is a parody." I go, "It's got to be. No way that they're saying we're lying to players." Yeah, right. But they made it clear though that that twenty twenty four is not going to be a go for it year. And Max Scherzer, who's thirty nine, just turned thirty nine last week. Absolutely, he's not in a position to wait. He's got to go for it now. I mean, I. You know, he's still a very effective pitcher and in excellent shape and seems like he could pitch beyond next season. But, you know. He went ahead and opted be, in next year, yeah, too. And let, but let's be honest. I mean, it's – he's on the – you know, the, the sun is setting on his career. He's not 29 anymore. He's no. 39. And um, so he wants to win. And that that's the thing. That was the, always been the takeaway for me with him and, and especially here just listening to him and seeing him talk the last – three, four days, this guy's all about winning. Absolutely. And, um, you know, he, he did what he had to do to give the Rangers a chance yesterday after that three-run first, and um, it was good. And I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of it. You know, the thing that that, that uh, really stands out to me is his eyes. Yeah. Because he has the different colored eyes, and that that's something. That's got to be worth at least a, a strikeout or two a game. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, 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 it can uh, – what is it the uh, what dog is it that always has that? I think it's the, the Australian, Australian shepherd. shepherd that does that. It's, yeah. just, it's like what uh, what eye do you look at? You know, and, and um, but it's like it adds to his intensity. You yeah, know? it's like uh, it's like it, anyway. It, it um, but he's he's going to be fun to cover the rest of this year and the next year too. Yep. Um, that's, and and ba- that's the key to the deal. If you're going to give up an Acuna. You're not you gonna got, you got it. You got to get the guy for for next year. Exactly. And, and it's interesting though that it did only cost Acuna. Uh, I and I know the the Mets sent a pile of money with him, um, but I, I figured it would take at least another prospect. And maybe maybe they had it structured. Maybe they probably had several iterations of the deal. But man, to and and again, Acuna, very good prospect. He's going to be there. He's going to be the Mets' top prospect when the next rankings, uh, organizational rankings, come out. Probably um, goes into next year as one of the favorites to maybe win their second base job. They've got a hole at second base. Okay, uh, is what I've heard. I kind of yeah. I don't. I don't know. I know they have McNeil and they have Linton. They obviously have Lindor at shortstop. Right. Um. I don't. I don't know. I. I I'm I don't, pulling for Acuna. It's sure. good for both of them to be well. Yeah. I don't. I don't know though that he's close. That close. I think he's. I think he still has to play at AAA. 
But anyway, you know, I mean, they they basically gave up Max Scherzer and thirty six million dollars. They basically bought Acuna for Max Scherzer and thirty six million, and that's uh, that's you know, depending on how teams value talent, they think this guy's going to be a star, and he might be. You yep. know, and and obviously they see a lot of his brother in the same division. Yep. Um, he's not quite his brother. If he was his brother, he'd already be in the major league. Sure. And, yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens, but. Uh, that was an interesting trade. We hated to see uh, Thomas and JC and TK J- Roby just traded. on the show. Yeah, you know, good things happen, and I think this is a great thing for him actually. Sure, um, to 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 get moved. You know, when you get traded, it sucks in the fact that this is the team you you got drafted by. Mm. This is the team you've had these friends with for the last couple of years. But when you get to a point where you've played yourself into a position that maybe you don't know where the hole is for me to get to the big leagues. And somebody trades you, and you're – let's be honest. He was the headline of that deal. Yeah, he was. He was the headline of that deal because they see what he's done at A, what he's done all the way coming up, yeah. low A, high, since he's been drafted. Uh, this is a guy that has a good shot to maybe go to AAA by the end of the year, and maybe he's competing for a job in the big leagues. That That's what they see in this guy. He's already started off pretty hot for Springfield. Yeah. That's their A affiliate there. Uh, the, you play your way into opening – another team wanted you. Yeah. You yeah. you were what they wanted. That's yeah. what closed the deal was Thomas and JC. You know he um, it's interesting. He he was player of the week. I don't know at the beginning of July or the end of June because he hit like five twenty in the series against Springfield. Right. Um. And you know he hits for power. He's got four grand slams. He he's, he plays good defensively. He can play around him. Um. You know and and the Cardinals are a good. I know they're me this year, but they're a good organization. Yeah, I mean, they're, they are. They're the St. Louis Cardinals. They have the second most World Series of any team, you know. Right. And, and um, they have they always have good young players, and um, hopefully, hopefully he's the next one. Honestly, I mean, you know, such a nice kid, and um, not just saying that because he was just on our show, but no, um, what everybody says it, and uh, and then uh, you know, TK Roby, another two time guy on our show, good good guy with a lot of upside, and you know, John King who. That's who, who who hadn't done a lot. He was the third one, and I guess you needed a major leaguer if you're the if you're the Rangers. Yeah, you've got to you've got to clear the forty man spot too. And, yeah, and the Rangers needed a spot, and 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 he'd had good moments too, and so sure. Um, but he was not the the player that got the deal done. No, no, no. no, no. It was no. JC that got it done. Roby was also it's Roby and JC are who got that done. Let's not. No. Let's not count out Roby, who was a good prospect in this yeah, organization. He's, a, he's just been hurt this year. Yeah, and, he, so. and so that that was a, a good thing. But, you know, it also s- says to this, too, those guys, when you stack up on prospects like that, that's somebody, too, that let's say he doesn't get to the big leagues, they can turn around in the offseason and flip him into something else, sure. depending on what you're doing. Yeah. You, when you play to be a popular prospect, you play into that position as a popular prospect, doors open for you to get to the big leagues somewhere else if they're not in your own organization. Yeah. And that's what this does. And so JC, a fifth-round pick in that 2020 COVID draft, we talked all about that, played his way into headlining a deal mm. that made the Rangers better and really upgraded the organization for the for the, the minor league organization for uh, for the Cardinals. Well, and Roby was the third-round pick in 2020. So, sure. You know. What a draft. Yeah, if you look at that draft, it's Foscu, Carter, Roby. McLean? Dylan McLean, who's having a nice year uh, for for down east, and then so JC, um, so that's that's uh, you know you, you, that's just kind of a, a hat tip all the way around. You yep. know, it's a pro scouting to amateur scouting, uh, 
good good stuff. Rangers also got Austin Hedges to catch. Um, you know, he doesn't hit at all, but he's excellent defensively. Frames pitches very, very well. He stole a strike the other night. Yeah, he's done that, I think, more than anybody in the game. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting to see when when Jonah's back. Jonah Heim's going to come back. He got some good news from a doctor. Uh, he probably won't be batting right-handed, but that's okay. Um, they have a guy named Mitch Garver that'll do that who's yeah. who's kind of got on. Yeah. I th- it is a it is a noticeable difference when he's in the lineup every day. Of what sure. he does at the plate, sure. Well, and when when yeah, I mean that's for everybody. When, when he's catching, at, when I mean, getting, oh, when he's catching, yeah, he's more into the game. Yep. Um, a lot of a lot of people have said that, and uh, have said, and Mitch Mitch is one of them who said it's hard to DH, and 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 as silly as that sounds, it is hard to DH, especially when you're used to playing every day. But Corey it, Corey DH'd yeah the other night, and didn't it was one of the it was the only night he didn't have a great <laughs> night since he's been back in the um. Uh, but Garver hit the longest home run of the season for the Rangers. Yeah, that was uh, a t- Tuesday too. afternoon, and um, if he's hitting, if if Jonah comes back, and look, Sam Huff had three hits on on Wednesday night. Yeah, um, no, he did. Know, he and he he had really good AAA numbers, and so um, you know he's probably going to be on the team next year. Yeah, you know, he'll probably be Heim and Huff as the catching duo, unless you know Garver uh, chooses to resign and um, or if they even attempt to resign him. Um, Does he have an option? No, he's he was. This is his last year of uh, arbitration eligibility. Okay, uh, so he's a free agent next year. But uh, you know, it's th- things. You know, it just seems they're not going to tender if, him a qualifying offer, though. No, no, he won't get a qualifying offer. No. Uh, anyway, so last week Rangers go to Houston, lose two out of three. They go to San Diego, get swept. You're thinking this team needs a jolt. I think they got it. You know, yep. I, and it. it and not necessarily a jolt. I kind of wrote this today in the uh, newsletter at rangerstoday.com, five ninety nine a month, 35 for six months, $60 for a year. They didn't really need a kick in the butt. But what the deals did was the front office is telling the, is telling the players, we believe in you. Mm-hmm. Here's some more help. Yep. Go, go get it. Yep. And that, that resonates with the players. Uh, Andrew Heaney mentioned it the other day. Um, it, it just – and, and you know, I'll, I'll say this, too. The Rangers now have seven starters, uh, you know, with Nathan Evaldi, who's on the IL. But, uh, look, since the trade, Heaney, six scoreless, 11 strikeouts, and Dane Dunney took a shutout, almost almost got through eight, eight shutout innings, yeah. 12 strikeouts. Right. You think those guys don't want to lose it, you know, or they don't want to lose their rotation spot. No, they don't. Uh, Martin Perez, unfortunately, our buddy has lost his. He's he's in the bullpen now. That's not um, a bad arm to come out of the bullpen. Yeah, I mean, he does it, throw strikes. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know when we'll see him. It gives him a chance to work on some things too. Yeah, um, to to get his, you know, he's he's complained about this for a couple months now. The timing and his delivery just isn't right. Right, and uh, it, it's it's been right now. The last couple starts, he's been okay. You know, he gave up four runs in one inning at San Diego, but uh, gave up nothing for the other five innings he pitched. And yeah, you know, he's kind of had that. You're just just talk, uh, just talking about it with Scherzer. You know, you give up runs and then you come back and, and do what you can. He's had that too often though. Um, so anyway, things are looking up. You know, they just Rangers just swept the White Sox. They're playing the Marlins this weekend. Uh, they do head out on the road next week, but um, they they. Taking a taking a couple good arms with them, I tell you what, and they and they have they they did something 
going out at this trade deadline. They have revamped this team. They've revamped that rotation. Evaldi coming back. Oh my gosh! I mean, this if you're a, if you are a Ranger fan, which I am, admittedly, it fires you up that the team did this. The team's going for it. They want to win. They, yeah. you know, they're they're not just you know the last few years. It's well, if we make a move, it'll be something long term. Yeah, we want to maybe do something, but we're we're only going to do it if it's going to. It's we're looking into the they they rented two players today. They Stratton and, and Montgomery are both rentals. So's Chapman. Yeah. Uh, they they rented hedges. Um, they're not afraid to rent anybody right now because they, they're going for it right now. And they do get. I do like that the the opt in. And Scherzer is an opt in. You know, if he pitches like an ace, he's your ace. And then you got Degrom possibly back by the end of next year. Right. Uh, with that, but even if he's your three starter in in a rotation, Max Scherzer's a gamer. Yeah. This is a guy that he will go down swinging and fighting. Yeah. He'll. I mean, he's he's a one or two. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, he basically takes the plates of Degrom. Yeah, you know, and 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 yeah, hopefully Degrom when he come if he's able to come back in April next year and the Rangers are in contention and he gives them another big arm for a possible postseason uh, uh, run. Um, you know, you always you're always that's your trade deadline acquisition is De- Jacob Degrom. You hope you go into the trade deadline and he's already doing rehab starts or throwing right, somewhere, right? And that's your guy you're looking to. Okay. We're going to bring him in. He's going to be on pitch counts when he first gets back. But you're yeah. that's a guy ramping right up for the playoffs if he if everything goes the way you hope it does. Right. He seems like a guy that wants to get ahead of the curve and he wants to be back as quick as possible. Yeah. He's in that clubhouse. We see him all the time. He's in the clubhouse with the guys, um, you know, yucking it up and having fun. I know he was emotional when he got hurt um, and all of that. But he's there. He's he's. I know he's tackling it, and I know that he, he felt kind of relief that he figured out what it was. I remember him saying yeah. something to that yeah. effect. So, yeah, that, that's going to be great. And, sh- you know, right now the leader in the clubhouse for opening day starter next year, maybe it is Scherzer or Evaldi. I'd say it's Evaldi. Um, but let's see how the rest of the year plays out. I mean, if you know if Scherzer goes 10-0 and and leads him to World Series, yeah, hey, uh, <laughs> yeah it's going to be hard. But um, yeah. anyway um, – it's it's just been a like you said at the t- right off the top a newsy week a busy week uh, if you're a Rangers fan it's a fun week right um, and now the next eight weeks and are going to be fun I mean it's it's going to be tense you know the Astros are, are right there one and a half games back yeah they got beat as last we, night by we, New York as we sit here today it's going to be uh, it's going to be it's going to be like this it's going to be back and forth Rangers may slip out of first place for a few days they may they may not yeah but but the key is. Well, you're, the you're, key is to win the division. Obviously, yeah. if you're the second seed, you get a buy. Right. You know, if you become the and at this at this rate, depending you know, because of what the Orioles have done, they're going to be the four the four seed, the first wild card seed. And the Ranger would be the would be the second. I'm sorry, would be the fifth one, the right. fifth seed. At that point, you might as well be in the sixth seed because the sixth seed you'd get to play the Twins or the Indians in right. the first round. Um, but I don't know. I don't think you can. You can't do you anything. Can't plan out. Hey, yeah. well, let's go be the sixth. Yeah, let's go be the sixth wild card. You don't uh, want to be playing. You don't want to flirt with that. But no, uh, you, just win the division and then let the rest take care of itself. But meaningful um, baseball. That's what you're playing right yeah, now. Yeah. You're scoreboard watching every night. And it hasn't. It hasn't been like this for a long time. Oh, and I've never. It's never been like this when I have covered them. Uh huh. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch the the players. Uh, the, the what their intensity in the game and what they're doing. I mean, it, it as a fan, you've got to love it. 
this is meaningful baseball. And I tell you what, it, I can't wait to watch what they do down the stretch. And like you said, they could go out of first place for a day or two or whatever. But yeah. we're, this is what it's about. It's about this. It's about yeah. every game counting right now. Right. Every game counts. Marlins are in town tonight going for the weekend before they head out of town. This is great. What do you say we bring on Cam Colley? Yeah, let's do that. Let's get him on here. The Frisco Rough Riders bring us Cam Colley. It's coming up right after this. The guest segment today is brought to you by the Frisco Rough Riders. Jeff, what's going on with the Rough Riders? Well, they're at home right now. They're home through through the weekend. So if you're listening to this on today, Friday uh, the 4th, uh, you can get out there tonight for um, – a pretty a pretty special night. It's it's when they they're the Dallas Black Giants and they they wear the uniforms of the old Negro League team and and, and pay respect awesome. to them. Um, also, um, post game fireworks Friday and Sunday. Uh, kids run the bases on on Saturday the fifth. Uh, college night. I always bring out those college kids. Uh, drink some beer and act crazy. Uh, so that's a that's a fun night. And then the sixth. Kids Sunday Fun Day, as always. Uh, remember the double fireworks, and then one other one other thing, and and this is kind of a uh, save the date, I guess, is what they call it. Um, the the Rough Riders, in in conjunction with Peak Events LLC, have scheduled already the eighth annual Frisco College Baseball Classic, March first through third, twenty twenty four. Pretty good lineup of teams: Alabama, Arizona. Indiana and Dallas Baptist. So Dallas Baptist is local. That's, 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 that's good. four pretty good, pretty good ball clubs right there. So um, again, it's going to be a Riders Field. They've done it for eight eight years. You can buy tickets on a day to day basis. Um, they're available now. Go to FriscoClassic.com. And if you have any any curiosity about what's coming up at Frisco, go to milb.com/frisco. All right, guys, and joining us right now on the road with the Hickory Crawdads is the Texas Rangers number 23 spot, trap, number 23 prospect. He's a second-time uh, guest on our show. It's Texas Rangers infielder Cam Colley. Cam, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, how's it going, guys? Glad to be on here. It's going good. Um, how's Hickory treating you? It's good. The The group of guys here is great, and coaching staff is great, and they, they welcome me really good. Well, I mean, it, you probably know half of them. It seems, it seems like yeah. the group that started out and yeah. mm-hmm. got, sure. got moved up. Um, does that make it easy to, easier to transition? Yeah, much easier. Uh, walking in the clubhouse and the guys are just so welcoming and I see familiar faces. Uh, it made the first game go a lot easier. And then ever since then, it's just every time I go in the clubhouse, it feels like home and it's, a, it's just a really good uh, camaraderie and good vibe within Within the clubhouse, what's uh? I mean, you you left behind your like two of your best pals though, and and down east mm-hmm. was. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to say was that hard to say goodbye to them, but yeah. um, you know, Ian and JoJo are your guys. Mm-hmm. Was it was it tough? Are you still? I'm I'm guessing you're staying in touch, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was tough leaving them, but I mean, they they were rooting for me, and they told me like good job, and they're just. Being supportive, but it's always tough believing them. But I know that I still keep in touch with them and check in on them and ask them how they're doing yeah. and check the box scores of their games to see what they do and how Down East is doing. But uh, yeah, it was, it was tough to leave those two since we, I came in the pro ball together with them and it's pretty much played with them for two straight years. So, yeah. Um, the, um, so down, down East, 
for people not familiar with North Carolina geography, is pretty close to the Atlantic Ocean. Okay. Like, you know, when the big hurricane came through a couple of years ago, there was actual damage to the, to the stadium. That's how close okay. it is to the Atlantic. All right. Hickory is west of Charlotte, and it's basically in the mountains. I mean, it, that ball flies there. <laughs> yeah. Is, is, is it is it really that big of a difference? Is it? Can you tell a difference in in just the the few games you've had at Hickory that the ball does go a little further, or just a different different climate? Uh, yeah, you can. I, I was it was quick to tell that the ball flew a little bit further there compared to where I would play at at Down East. Yeah, the uh, the because like you kind of look at the the Down East club, and the the numbers have been down, and and like the pitching's been great. Uh, it, is that is that just a, p- a pitcher's league this year, or do you think the park factors have something to do? With um, I think maybe a little bit of both, but I definitely think uh, our pitchers down east did a heck of a job this year. Um, they they were really good. They made their pitches and they were kind of just pounding the zone, uh, getting ahead and just competing. But I also do think. Not so much our stadium because surprisingly down east kind of flew a little bit, but not really. But once you you would go to some other stadiums and the ball would go absolutely nowhere <laughs> at all. Even when you barreled it, you felt like yeah, I really barreled that one. Yeah, you could you could barrel to hit it one hundred and ten, and the center fielders running it down and catching it. It was <laughs> it was rough. It was rough. All right, we'll t- we'll talk about your season. It, it looks like. From from afar, that maybe you you got off to a little bit of a slow start, but the Rangers liked what you were doing at the plate, and then you had that really really good May, um, and and now you're 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 hot again. How how would you rate your season so far? Uh yeah, I mean I, I think I've done a a pretty good job. Uh, always tough to start slow, just having to get that average back up and. Uh, just really fight, but at the same time, it's not really a numbers game for me. I'm not just worrying about the average or how many hits I have or this is what my stats are. I'm just trying to go out there and win and help the team pretty much. And once I got out of that mindset after the first couple of weeks, I was like, okay, just forget it. Just go out there and play to win. And I just never even really peeked at the average or worried about it. And I was just going out there, just playing to win every game and trying to have fun. And then I think it just turned out good, and I just started doing that ever since. I'm just trying to not get too high or low. Just going out there having fun, playing with the team, and just being so grateful for the moment I'm in. Just because, uh, I mean, last year I didn't really get the opportunity to experience a lot of success, uh, just because I was just always worried about this and that and all the other things into into the season. So this year I'm just walking to every game, just. Happy, uh, grateful, and just going out and playing to win. That's the right attitude, and yeah. I think that's something you got to learn. I think it's mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's what Ryder did. Yeah, I think it's something all For guys, sure. all guys mm-hmm. have to figure out. Yeah, sure. Uh, so the uh, but what what what? I mean, I know you don't have as many at bats mm-hmm. at uh, high A as you did at, at low A, but mm-hmm. have, are you able to tell a difference? Is there? Is it? Is the pitching better? Uh, are the is is it? Is it truly a different level? Um, I think yes, but in some different like ways. For for pitching, I feel like the pitchers are definitely better. Um, 
and they're more like in the zone. Mm-hmm. But in low wage, I would say that there may be a little bit better stuff, as in more velocity and just like sharper stuff. Yeah. But they also had no clue where it was going, so <laughs> yeah. that made it that made it really tough. Just because you're in there with the guy throwing ninety eight, and it might come at your head, and then it might go right on the corner on the outside corner, and then he might not land a single curveball game, and then he lands on. Three and one at bat, yeah. But like, <laughs> but in in high, you have a little bit understanding that this guy's been a pro ball. He has a clue what he's doing. So like, you can go in there with an, a plan, and the pitcher's pretty much going to make his pitches, and he's not just going to go out there and just start chunking the ball everywhere. So I think that's really the big difference for me on pitching and then hitting. I just think that like the overall lineup one through nine is a little bit better in high. So there's, it's pretty much. It's, I think it's a little tougher to get out here. You know, part of that, that that's something they said that about Aaron Zavala too. Uh, when when the good hitters get to a place where pitchers start to finally come over the plate with a little more control, you start to see if they can really hit. Mm. So you have to ignore some numbers in some levels yeah. because they're just not. It, it, I think Ross even said that sometimes they just want to start swinging at pitches because they want to hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not necessarily the pitch they need to be hitting. Yeah. So it's good to see you start off the way you're starting off and, and where you're seeing better pitching and you're actually barreling mm-hmm. up some balls. That's good. Yeah. That's good on your part. Well, and if you're making the right swing decisions, that was the thing that they always said. Yeah. When April I'd, I'd ask around about you and they'd be like, Oh, don't worry about him. He's making the right swing decisions. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's, so I didn't worry about you. All right. I mean, I, uh... <laughs> so I, I want to ask you about a couple of your teammates, um, Abby Ortiz, who you, you were with in, in mm-hmm. down East and he hit like crazy. And then he gets promoted mm-hmm. and hits even like, even more like crazy. Mm-hmm. What have you seen with him from last year to this year? Um, that's a really good question. I, I really think it's just the way he walks into the clubhouse and the way he takes his BP. He handles his business this year. Um, not saying last year he didn't handle his business because he's always the guy that's hard nosed and uh, he gets to work. But this year, I really think he's found something that's clicked and found something that's really clicked. And I wouldn't say just clicked, I think really clicked. And he hasn't stepped away from it, he hasn't shied away from it, and he also hasn't let his success like just come out of hold like he wants more like he's not just satisfied with what he's at right now he's every day he's taking extra swings and bp uh just trying out new things talking with the coaches and i really think that's why he's having one hell of a season that he is right now because it's just it's, it's actually a, a joy to to get and watch it it's 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 an unreal thing that i'm i'm seeing with him it's, yeah, he hit a he hit a ball yesterday that I I might be wrong, but it it could have gone four hundred fifty feet. It was it was it was a bomb. Wow, <laughs> wow, yeah. And then the other one, and and he's only been with the team a couple of days, is is Wyatt Langford. Mm-hmm. Um, you you probably haven't gotten to know him very well yet because mm-hmm. it's been it's only been honestly a few days, but. You guys are probably close to the same age. Close to the, close to the yeah. same age. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What uh what 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 have your first impressions of him been like? Yeah, nothing nothing but good things. Uh super nice guy. Uh just really meshed well with the team. Um 
super easy to talk to, super super easy going. Um, but to the baseball side, uh, he's really just a he's. If you didn't know who he was, you would never think he was the fifth round pick just by the way he plays. He's a grinder. Um, he like plays super hard, cheers on everybody. He's a good good guy in the in the dugout. Um, takes extra swings in BP is getting there early, getting extra swings in. Uh, so I I really like him. He's uh he's meshing well with the team and uh he just goes out there and gives it his all and plays hard. That's good. And drive and drives Cam in a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's he's been making these runs a little easy. I'm just watching the ball fly, and I get to jog in a little bit. So he's making that easy. <laughs> hey, this is a fun one. I got to ask this: How'd you find out you were going to Hickory? Like, did they play any jokes on you or anything, or what happened? Uh, so it was after the All Star break, and we played a three game series at home against Charleston, and uh, Sunday nothing. So I just. After the game, I went and golfed with some of the pitchers down in Down East. And then um, I had to – I was just going to go to a normal thing on Monday. And it's 10 o'clock in the morning. And I looked at my phone, and I have, like, a ton of missed calls. And I'm like, kind of weird. Monday with a lot of missed calls. And I see it's, uh, our farm director and Maldi, I'm like – Oh snap! Did I do something wrong, or did I <laughs> did I did I mess up or something? And then I eventually called back uh, my manager, and he lets me know. And I was like, "Oh, oh, okay," because I really woke up probably a minute before he he uh before I called him, and he told me. So it was a it was a quick turnaround. I left in two hours after I packed up all my stuff and went to Hickory, and then we were on the road to Rome. But it was it was fun. How long of a drive is it? It's three or four hours, right? Yeah, I think it's it's pretty much four hours. I think it was like three hours and 50 minutes, so pretty much four. Yeah, we'll go ahead and round that up to four. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> so you were packing up within an hour and then driving, huh? Yeah, I woke up at 10, and then I left at, I would say, uh, I'll say it took me three out. Yeah, I left at like two because I had to go to Downey. I drive to Kinston to grab all my baseball stuff drive back and then pack up my room and then I went to Hickory. Now, I mean, how much stuff did, could you have with you? I mean, how much like, mm -hmm. how much honestly, how much, like, do you have two weeks worth of clothes? Um, I... A PlayStation? I mean, what, what kind of stuff do you have? Um, I would probably say I have more than I need to have <laughs> just because I, I probably don't even wear half the clothes I bring, but uh, I kind of had a lot of, not a lot of stuff, but I had some, some stuff because I kind of just, when I pack, I don't want to leave anything when I take the spring oh, yeah. training. So I almost pack everything I need possibly. And then throughout the season, I'll probably use everything maybe one time, max two times. So I, I probably need to learn to pack maybe, pack maybe a little bit better next year. So, all right. All right. Uh, so, um, when's the last time you've been in the great state of Texas? Actually, which was, it was, I think maybe it helped um, turn or like the second half, but I got to go home for the All-Star break and see my family uh -huh. and, and uh, see my girlfriend and see my friend. And uh, I got to go home for, it was three days, but it was, it was a really good three days just with 
step away from the game just a little bit and get to see see the family, the friends, uh, the girlfriend, the girlfriend's family. It was like just felt at home and felt like I was away from baseball. And then when I went back, it was I was just ready to go. I got to go home, got to see my family, so it's time to go. Nice. Now, is your girlfriend was she a high school girlfriend? And yes, is yes. she off at college? Where's she going to school? Uh, so she she was a year older than me. She uh, went to college her first year, and then now she's a real estate agent. So she's oh. she's doing her she's doing a good job of real estate and making money, and uh, she's liking it. So I'm proud of her. Sweet, <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah. So I do, I do yeah. that on the on my day job. So I know exactly yeah. what she does there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I pedal drugs and yeah, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't have a, no. I don't. I don't deal drugs for the uh, FBI. Or, yeah, just yeah. that. That was a joke that Jeff said. We don't need the FAA or whatever it is. F- jump. FBI. Yeah, FBI, we don't need anyone. We don't YouTube cracking down on us. Yeah, just a joke. YouTube. Don't. Don't. You know. Make sure you approve our ad. All right. Uh, I've got. That's 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 pretty much all the baseball questions I have. Um, as you'll remember, John here has uh some some f- more fun questions mm-hmm. out there we're not having fun but his are a little lighthearted yeah. so absolutely so john moore take it home hey so let me ask you this so you said you went and played golf what else what do you do in your spare time what do you like to do in your spare time um i play a lot of mlb the show maybe too much not <laughs> not too much but i definitely i definitely chill out on it a little bit during the season but i like playing the show um on playstation um and then besides that, I like to golf. I really, I really like golfing. It's just you, super handicap. fun. Super fun. Mm. I would, I would say if I went out today, I would shoot maybe uh eighty six, maybe. All right, handle that. Maybe. Better than me. I mean, I used to be okay at it, but you know, you, you if you're not, if you're playing more, that's great. Yeah. And, and yeah. doing that. So let me ask you this. So I want to ask you a little bit about your teammates. This is always the fun part of asking because you've been, you've been with these guys for a few years. Who's the best dressed of your teammates? The guy that always looks sharp. Best dressed. Mm. I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a really sleeper pick that no one's gonna think about. Okay. Um. Joseph Montavo. Oh, he's a, right. he's a, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't say dress. Yes, for sure. But every day, it doesn't matter if he just pitched 20 innings. You walk in the locker room, it looks like he just took like six showers. Like he never, <laughs> he never looks like he's sweating. He's always in the clubhouse. Like looks like he's perfectly fine. And it's just like, okay, like what is this guy doing different than everybody else? Has no wrinkles in his shirt. Yeah, it makes it makes no it makes no sense at all. It, he can throw he can throw a whole game and then come into dugout and it looks like he just took a shower and everything. It, it's it makes no sense. <laughs> Montalvo can remember that. All right, who's the funniest of all the guys? Who keeps everybody lighthearted and laughing? Yeah, I'll, I'll do a couple from. I'll, I'll do. I'll give you two from down east. This is. No brainers, but I think Ian and Jojo, they always they're always cracking me up. They're yeah. always they're funny. But here, hmm. At Hickory, I would probably have to go I'd probably go Cody Freeman. All right. Cody, yeah. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, sure. Co- Co- Cody Cody Freeman's a he's a 
he's a funny dude. So I get to Cody. Who's the prankster? Anybody pulling pranks on anybody? That used to be a thing. We're not hearing a lot mm-hmm. of it anymore. Yeah. Um. Chase. Chase Easley. Chase okay. Easley. All right. There Chase. we go. All right. What's the best prank? Have you had a good one that you've seen? Not. I I definitely have one, but I don't think I'm I'm gonna say Uh-oh. it just because. <laughs> so I, I just I just won't say it. Okay, we, we, under, we understand. Yeah, that's one we'll hear yeah. off the air. That that, that those are the funny <laughs> okay. ones. Those those are the okay. good ones. Yeah, yeah. nugget. That's the best. That's the that's the good answer right there. That means mm-hmm. we get to hear a good one afterwards. Uh how about if you were in a back alley fight? You guys are out one night. Who's the guy you want standing next to you? You're I think like, I think I know. I think I have an answer. Okay, let's see if you're right. But first, let's ask him. Guy, I want standing next to me. You know that he's going to help protect you if you can't pull your own. Or he's just something about him's mean, and you know that he might clear the whole alley himself. Mm. I'll probably go. This guy's way off. I I would go earlier Hernandez. Elio Hernandez. Yeah. Or I would just. Uh, he's not. He's not with the Rangers anymore. But I would, if he was still there, I'd go Josh Salle. Oh I, yeah. I okay. Yeah. <laughs> I I was thinking you might go with Yosi Galan. Because he's built. He's built like this <laughs> brick wall. He also he's built like this brick wall. But once you get to know him, you realize he's literally the nicest guy that is on planet Earth. So <laughs> I think he might. He might just actually. He might be good. He might somehow find a way to get us out of it and sweet talk the guys. So. <laughs> oh, oh he's a, he's a lover, not a fighter. There you yeah. go. That's something we learned right there. That's look at one. look at Cam, man. He is dropping it. All right. Anything you're binge watching right now? Mm, not really. Um, I'm not really. During the season, I don't really watch much, which is kind of bad. But I I don't watch much shows or nothing. I just watch sports center, watch the baseball highlights, and then go to bed. Really about, have you seen the Barbie movie? Oh uh, no, no, I don't think <laughs> I, I can't. I can't watch that. I do want to watch Oppenheimer though. Oppenheimer does look good. So yeah, I want to see that too. Now your girlfriend's probably gonna make you go see that Barbie movie, or let's see, yeah. see it by herself. Yeah, with well, friends. You tell Hopefully me she if she doesn't friends. say, "I want you to go well, watch Barbie here, with me." He's you, not gonna go. You'll you'll find this pretty funny. Uh, so it came out. I don't know, some a couple weeks ago, whatever it was. And uh, we were at the ballpark, and and um, Josh Young comes out of the dugout, and Kennedy Landry from MLB.com is there, and he says, "Hey, did you see the Barbie movie last night?" And she said, "Of course, because that's just Kennedy." Kennedy, yeah. Well, Josh Young was in the same theater. He 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 goes, "I know, I saw you. I was there with my girlfriend. I left after 15 minutes, <laughs> but he left his girlfriend there." <laughs> he said, "That just that just wasn't me." Kathy keeps telling me I'm going to see it, and I have skirted that so far. Well, I mean the th- the thing for the thing for me is Margot Robbie. Yeah, well, yeah, she's hot. She's just so 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 pretty. <laughs> she is hot. Just going. There's just, no way to just go, go look at her and put it put in my headphones or whatever. I don't know, but all right, all hey, right. team team bus ride. When you're on a bus ride, you got a long way. What, what are you doing if you're not binge watching? What are you doing on the bus ride? You guys playing cards, doing something? Uh, the guys like to play Among Us. They also okay. play. They also play this game that I, game that I'm not the biggest fan of. So I, I don't. I don't play that game. What is um, it? It's called like Clash Royale or something. 
It's some okay. game that they play. I, I remember I played it when I played it before, but I wasn't good at it, so I just don't like it anymore. So I don't <laughs> play it. It's the best way. If I, yeah, I, I play games I'm not good at. I'm like, I don't want to play like anymore. I, I just don't. I just don't play anymore. Uh, but uh, I'm I like to listen to music. Uh, I've been doing the Immaculate Grids. So oh man, I love the grid. Yeah, yeah, I that's too. been that's been fun. That's been fun. So that. That's what I do, and then I'll just watch some YouTube or watch them at bats of mine. I, you, I try not, I try not to watch at bats, but I get, it gets tempting when I'm so bored. That's okay. I'm just gonna watch my abs real quick. Okay, so, so the grid has expanded into football, basketball, and hockey, and mm-hmm. I'm atrocious at the other three. Uh, yeah, and I mean baseball is yeah. tough. It is tough for me. I, did, too. I didn't get uh, which one did I miss yesterday? I missed uh, Giants. Giants Indians, no, it wasn't Giants Indians. It was Giants somebody. Um, I miss I miss Giants Red Sox. I could, I could that's not the one think I missed. That's the one I missed. I I could I could I couldn't think of it at all. So yeah, and I try to go super super scarce. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially when it's the Rangers because it's the Rangers. You know, MVP. You can't say Juan Gonzalez. You gotta you gotta. Uh, MVP is a bad example. You gotta go like Jeff, Jeff Burrows. Yeah, you gotta go down. I guess there. like like uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. It was Royals and Rangers. And so I did it twice because, you know. Chapman. Well, that's the obvious one. <laughs> yeah. So I went with Jeff Frazier. Oh, yeah. Mm. And then I did, went and did it again because Chris Young is also an answer. Yeah. But but uh, he was not as rare as Jeff Frazier. Okay. So, All right. But I love the grid. Hey, right. so you haven't really had a chance since you've been in Hickory, but in Down East, you spent some time there. What is the best away stadium that you that you play at? Not 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 the one in Kinston. I'm sure you always love your home stadium because that's when you 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 go right to your place you're living mm-hmm. or whatever. When you're on the road, what's a cool place? Maybe it's got a cool town, good restaurant, something like that. What's a good place to play on the road in in low A? Um, let me give you a two part answer. Just just stadium itself. Just well, you stadium. Go stadium, and then maybe a cool town. Okay, yeah. okay. Just stadium, Canapolis, uh, with the White Sox for sure. Um, but town and place was Charleston. Uh, the race. Charleston's great. Char- we, Charleston, yeah. South Carolina, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we, we the fans, fans are good. The the town or the city right outside of the stadium is awesome. I remember I went on the street. I don't know what it's called. It's like a super long street with a whole bunch of stores with. Uh, my mom and my girlfriend last year, and it was it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I like no, that place. My wife and I went to Charleston, and I know the street mm-hmm. you're speaking of. We went to Charleston mm-hmm. in uh, April, and mm-hmm. uh, I I was trying to get them all to go to a game. I've been because uh, uh, we could see the ballpark and the lights, and actually rained the night I wanted to go. What's so it like, called now? The, when I went, the River Dogs. Are they the called? capital city? They used to be called the Capital City uh, Bombers, but now I know there's mm-hmm. something else. I think they're the River Cats or River Dogs. Yeah, River Dogs, River Dogs, River yeah. Dogs, Charleston River Dogs. Okay, Charleston, West Virginia is not bad either. It's the capital. Yeah, well, but, but Charleston, West Virginia, I used to go there on business a lot, but Kathy and I went. They have a guy there. Have you played at Charleston, West Virginia yet? Charleston? I'm not I'm not that sure. That might be high so. That might be someplace y'all you'll, go this you'll, year. You'll okay. know if you're in West Virginia. Oh, you know what? Yeah. They're they they're not affiliated ball. Oh no, they're not affiliated ball anymore. This year they're they're out of it. They used to have a guy called the Toast Man. He would sit there behind home plate and and throw toast. And he knew something about it. that's back when Sam. Oh Bob, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You heard that I've story? Heard of it. I, I've heard of those lives. stories, yes. Yeah, the toast. He sits man. there with toast, and he knows every obscure stat about every player on the opposing team. He does his homework. It's yeah. impressive. And he and he ended up becoming a general manager with them and working for the oh, team. That's cool. And but but back then he was just a diehard fan, and they were the West Virginia Power, and they were part of the Pirates organization. Okay. But he was back there, and I, Kathy and I were on a long vacation, and we went to the game, had on my Rangers hat doing that. It was 19. This is 2019. And so I started giving – every time someone struck out, you are toast, and he'd start throwing toast. Really? He has a toaster going, <laughs> and he has five <laughs> loaves of bread, and he starts throwing toast around, and he's a big hit. And he was funny, and he came to talk to us. Out of you. It was really good. You ask any guys that play. How does he get the toaster through security? He's part of the deal. Oh, okay. He plugs in on the front row right behind home plate. He plugs in. It's pretty cool. Is <laughs> it like a like one of those? It's, four? A, it's a little four slicer. Okay. Well, you got to have four. Yeah, it's a four That's slicer. Funny. That's all it is. That's funny. That's uh, funny. You know what? Uh, all right. We'll end it on a good one. We've already asked you what's something nobody knows about him. We did that last time. Yeah. We'll do the uh, who, who's your hero? Who is your hero? I would go my mom and dad. Um, my dad, um, for introducing me to, to the game and to sports and to how to, kind of really how to be a man almost and handle stuff. Yeah. Um, but my mom, on the other hand, she, surprisingly, the, the hardo, she's the <laughs> one that, she's the more serious one of the bunch. My dad's definitely. He can be serious, but he's also like a jokester, and he likes to keep it cool and uh, like just play around with me. But the mom is like super serious. Like I remember, she came and watched me last week in Hickory, and after like every game, she's like, "Gotta keep going, gotta keep going, get ready for tomorrow." <laughs> yesterday, yesterday doesn't matter anymore. Time, time to go tomorrow. And I'm just sitting there like. Yeah, mom, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, mom. So I would say I would say them too, just because the mesh and the just like how they both kind of go together. It's, yeah, it helps a lot. Let's be honest, though, she runs your household, doesn't she? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm sorry, sorry, dad, but yeah. <laughs> hey, if I'm mom, married. if if mom's in a bad mood, then whole house in a bad mood. If mom's in a good mood, whole house in a good mood. That's just how it is. That's life, baby. That is life. Look, yeah. my mm -hmm. you can ask my wife that I am allowed to run my house. That's I'm allowed to run my house because she lets me. That's really how it is. Yeah, that is. <laughs> hey, nope. Cam, anything else? No, but uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, I, man, we, we no, know it's tough. You, you guys have you guys have long scheduled. This will probably be out. Uh, the audio will be out today. We'll probably get the video okay. out here in the, in the next couple of days once we get it all edited up. But no. uh, we really appreciate you. I know you guys are busy yes, taking the time to stop yes, down and do this. That's Cam Colley, yes. infielder, the Hickory Crawdads, not now, number 23 prospect in the Rangers organization. Cam? 23 and climbing. Huh? 23 and climbing. 23 and climbing, absolutely. Look what he's doing this year. Cam, thanks so much for stopping down. Tell your folks to, to watch this thing, and uh, we're pulling for you, and can't wait to see when you get up here to Frisco. Yes, sir. Thank you all. Thank you all. I had a good time. Thank you. All right. That's Cam Colley. Guys, when we come back, we're going to go down in the bus leagues, brought to you by the Round Rock Express right after this. Down in the bus leagues is brought to you by the Round Rock Express. Jeff, what's going on with the Round Rock? Uh, you know, Round Rock is still on the road. They've been on the road forever, it seems like. Uh, they, but they do come home next week, beginning April 8th. They play the Albuquerque Isotopes. Um, you know, they have such a good lineup at, at, at Round Rock every night. 
Uh, I got something for you every night. Tuesday, $2 Taco Tuesday. Wednesday, dollar hot dogs. Uh, Thursday, the 10th, the brew review. The 11th, that's the chilly night with, with, with Kevin from, from the office, Brian Bumgardner. Uh, on the 12th, next Saturday, my son's birthday, they have the Zoo Dust post-game concert. And then on the 13th, uh, the Sunday to close up this, this short homestand, it's kids' day. Then they're damn back on the road again. Uh, but just like Frisco has already announced its college tournament for the, for the f- spring, so has Round Rock, the fifth annual Carbock Round Rock Classic uh, in conjunction with Peak Events, the same people helping out uh, Frisco. Um, February 23rd, 24th, 25th, the four teams are Washington State, Kentucky, who's pretty good, Texas State, always a nice little, uh, nice little program. They're going to make the drive up from San Marcos. And then Kansas, and Kansas actually had a, a better year last season and a really good recruiting class. So we'll see what happens there, but uh, it'll be a good time. Uh, tickets are available at carbachrrc.com. And if you have any other curiosities about the Round Rock Express, go to milb.com slash roundrock hyphen or round hyphen rock uh, for information. Big thanks to Cam Carley for joining us. Now it's time to go down in the bus leagues. Brought to you by the uh, Round Rock Express. Okay, we're going to start out. We're going to go from the bottom, go all the way up. This okay. is the way we normally do this. Uh, first, we'll talk about the ACL. Uh, still got Sebastian Walcott there. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who hit another home run yesterday? Yeah. I guess that's seven. He was kind of a little, kind of went in a little lull there for a little. That's bit. all right. Yeah, he's still pretty talented. Yeah, you think so? We'll, we'll take him. Yeah. We'll take him. Seventeen-year-old. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. he's the same age as my junior in high school. There you go. Well, well, he's a little bit older. My junior in high school just turned sixteen, but he just turned seventeen. Right. In so March. Yeah. Yeah. So he's literally one year. He's younger than my one going off to college. And uh, he he would technically, let's be honest, this is a kid that would be a senior in high school. That's right. He would be going into a senior mm-hmm. year of high school right yeah. now, and he's playing against kids in the ACL that are – some of these guys are coming out of college right, right. now. Some right. of these, mm-hmm. you know, coming out of there, he's done well. The DSL, two teams going there. I didn't get the scores on them, but we'll – you know, the uh, there was someone from there that was tearing the ball up. Was, that, was there – I'm, I'm going to look that up. There was someone that – I was, mentioned him last week. He was the he was the player of the week, yeah, offensively the, outfielder. So, uh, you know those those guys, you, you'll know the names if you're a real prospect hound. Um, but um, and I am, but I just yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm blank. Yeah. Well, um, and the the teams are you know there's two teams, there's so many players down there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, go to go to down east. Down east, the low A team. They're 16 and 17, five and five in their last ten. Uh, they lost one. Uh, really, I mean the whole story down there right now is pitching. It is. It is. Uh, you know, Dylan McLean, who we mentioned, you know, the fourth rounder in, in 2020, he's having a nice year. Uh, the sharp dressed man, uh, Montalvo's having a good, <laughs> yeah, good year. Little DJ little McCarty's little. having a good year. Yeah. Uh, Aiden Curry, uh, good, yeah, good, good year. So uh, it, it is pitching, as, as Cam was kind of talking about. And Porter's there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Brock Porter's there. Uh, the Cam, one that, you know, that, that, you know, Down East makes the mistake of not putting out who their starting pitcher is. Well, I, I, I got an explanation on that. The, the um, MILB.com is reliant upon team PR people and radio people. Well, Down East doesn't have one. Right. So they haven't ha- – their starter's been TBD pretty much all season on when you go look online. So 
Um, I did not know that. I started a ruckus because I was doing roster watches. Yeah. And yeah. they did, you know, and, and so what I'd seen was they had put out a lineup that morning. So let me just clarify what happened here. So I put, they put out a lineup that morning that, uh, that, that Hickory put out, their little PR person or whatever. He put out a lineup, and it showed that, that Porter was starting. Yeah. So I go to the website just to see, okay, you know, what's going on. And I, I went to the – this is four hours later, and it shows TBD, TBD. Yeah. And I just pointed out, why does it say TBD? It's supposed to – and this other one said Porter – was starting four hours ago. Well, of course, that caused a stir, and we're right in the middle of trade deadline. Right. You know, what's going on right. and all that. And then I got pointed out by one the, the the guy that follows us from the U.K., the big U.K. Ranger guy. Yeah. He says, you know what, they're always late doing that. And yeah. I'm like, okay, well, like I said, I wasn't saying, but I'm like, and then all of a sudden we're like, okay, well, he is starting. I don't know, that's just TBD. But it yeah. went crazy there for about an hour. Yeah, it got picked up by all the trade deadline people and all of that, and I'm like, I didn't do anything wrong here. I didn't say they pulled him. I said, why didn't he listed? Yeah, well, anyway, he's with the team. So I'm that's more good. careful. Yeah, they weren't. If he was being traded, it was it was going to be a big deal. Yeah. Um. So, uh, anyway, uh, they have a a couple of of newcomers. Uh, Paul Bonzagni. I think I pronounced that right. If not, I apologize. He's actually a local kid. Went to South Lake High School. He was drafted out of. Uh, by the Rangers in the 12th or 13th round. Um, and he's, he's already at Down East? He's at Down East. He, they drafted him out of, out of college, I think, okay. so, I think Southern Illinois. Okay. Um, and then um, uh, Anthony Clarico, who signed as a uh, undrafted free agent. Right. He's also there for big first baseman. So, um, so you're going to start seeing some of these guys. Honestly, and I said this last week, I thought it would be more like middle August, but I forgot the last couple of years that the, the – the, the deadline to sign has been coincided with the trade deadline. And so then everybody went to Arizona and then they got sent out. Well, the draft was was a week. The draft deadline to sign was a week earlier. So everything got moved up a week. So that's why uh, at Hickory is Wyatt Lankford. Yeah. But we'll talk about, now you just, who were you talking about that just signed as a, the first baseman? Was he the one out of Wayland Baptist? No, no, no. He's from Mississippi. From Mississippi, okay. Yeah. So yeah. there was a kid that they signed also as an undrafted free, real big kid from Wayless, from Wayland Baptist University. Mm-hmm. That's where, right around here. In, it's well, in it's kind of up near Lubbock, I think. But the, a kid I know very, very well led their team in hitting everything. He's a catcher. Oh, okay. And he signed uh, and went, and he didn't sign with any. He's playing for the uh, in a Evanston something in a in a independent league. Okay. He went and signed with them. He's already. Hitting 300, hit a couple of home runs. Real good kid. Anyway, but his teammate, the Rangers signed as an undrafted free agent. Okay. Real big kid. I mean, he looks like he weighs about 350 pounds. Oh, good. Big kid. Hit the ball about 600 feet, too. <laughs> he gets older. Let's go to Hickory. Uh, Hickory is 22-10. and 10. They're in first place, by the way. Playing well. They're 6-4. and four. Um, They've won three in a row. We know Cam Colley's there. Is anybody else there that's worth a crap? I don't know. Let's think about yeah. it. Mitch Brad, is he there? He's 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 good, but I think you're looking for White Langford. Oh, talk, that guy. What we, is he now? He's we, a big we, deal. We talked to Cam about him, and um, he's already have already has splendid minor league numbers. Three, uh, he's got he, two triples. He, he debuted in the Arizona Complex League. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I I thought I thought he'd go to Down East. I really did, but um, um, I think at least through a week or five games or three games, he looks like he's going to handle. I age just fine. So, obviously, he'll get called up to the big leagues this year. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. I shouldn't say that. Um, anyway, 
He looks so good. that's 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 fun, you know, to 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 watch. Hopefully, we can get him on the podcast soon. Um, uh, anyway, yeah. it just seems like a a guy who's as advertised, good, but also all the work ethic stuff that they talked about and being a good teammate that Cam talked about. So, um, curious to see that one. That one's that one's just starting. We'll see how fast it takes him to get to the majors, but. Uh, it's on his own timeline. I mean, you never know. You can't predict when he's going to be there. And you can predict, but you're not going to be right all the time. Exactly. Um, if you're thinking, oh, boy, it's the start of 2025, he's going to be the starting left fielder. Maybe. Yep. But it might not be until 2027. You just never know. All right? What these guys do, yep. you're absolutely right. He has obviously took off and proved why he was one of the top. Yeah. Some believe the top pick in the draft. But there's no need to rush him because they are getting good outfield play at the sure. big league level. Sure. You don't rush the kid up unless you have a hole to fill right now or maybe on a team that's not in playoff contention you just want to get him the ABs yeah, it, and get yeah, him up there. Yeah. It, yeah just, the Rangers are going to play the best option right now, and let's just I'd, be real. I'd say 2025 is the soonest the White Langford's in the major. Okay. I would say I'm not is, saying to start the season either. It could be at any sure. some point in 2025. I would say the absolute best would be if he started in AA next year tore it up into AAA next year, and they have a hole. There might be something by the end of the year. There are some guys that have done that. The catcher that was drafted number one overall has already gone up that uh, with the Pirates. Uh, what's Henry his, Davis. Henry Davis. Yeah. Who did, and, uh, right well, I think he's that, back down, though. Did he go back down? Okay. But anyway, in any case, when you're a first-place team playing the way the Rangers are and, and doing what they're doing, he's going to be because there's a hole, and we might as well get him in there. Other than that, he's not going to come up when they don't. Yeah, you don't. You don't if, rush if him on a first good, you don't need to you don't need to rush. Right, exactly. You know, so all right, let's go to Frisco, 17 and 13. Uh all of, by the way, all these numbers are the second half numbers. These aren't the first half numbers, they're 17 and 13. Seven and three in their last ten. They've won a couple. Um, that's obviously kind of the more talented team. Even with the Las Vicuña, still one of the more talented teams. Uh, uh Hickory's chasing them right now. But yeah. uh I mean look, you still you know, look who's there. You've you've got Zavala, you've got Carter, obviously, Carter, the number one yeah, prospect. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You've got Leiter there, but he's on the development list still. Right. Um, uh, just, Dane, Dane Acker, who's pitched well, yes. still kind of on a pitch count. Yeah, um, you know we like we like Dane not just because he's been on the show, but Josh he's, Stevens, he's a good player. Josh Steven, who's uh, kind of dealing with that uh, back thing still, but um, it's a it's a it's a talented outfit. And then there's some veteran minor leaguers who know how to get it done, like Jax Biggers and Kellen Strom. So right. It's a pretty good, pretty good uh, group or you know combination or group. They should be winning games because there's talent and there's experience. So exactly, uh, we'll see how that one plays out the rest of the way. Uh, um, um, and I, I, I like uh, and and Antoine Kelly. I'm I'm, I'm really I'm really uh, he has looked good. Starting to 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 think about him as a as a guy for next year, not necessarily to start the season, but at some point. It looks like he's kind of struck on something with his commanders control and um when he's when he's right it's tough to hit yep okay we'll go to the round rock triple a that's the closest to the big leagues for those that don't know they're 15 and 15 uh they are one and nine they're on a bit of a skid and they were playing fantastic and they have gone on a little bit of a skid yeah they've lost two i mean look these are the guys that are one step away from the big leagues probably one of the more you know some of your arms are the ones that are right there that might go up and down they're, they're kind of going up and down right, right. now Owen White's right. there uh, Cody Bradford's there um you know wins there still on the 40 man roster who's sure. come out of the bullpen and not done too bad <clears throat> as far as uh, on the offensive side of the ball the names you're really watching there is someone like JP Martinez 
um, and maybe, uh, you know, uh, Davis Wenzel, some of those guys that Foscu, are... Foscue, yeah. Fos, well, Fos, obviously Foscue. But um, I did find out, by the way, you know, one of my guys that I, I really like is Ryan Doro. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he's a... I hope someday he'll make the big leagues. He came up in that, that yeah, year of COVID where he got year. to come out and yeah. play a, a little swim there. Tore his knee up in spring training. Uh, reached out to Ross, just texted him and said, and he said, yeah, he's still with us. Uh, already signed for next year. He's rehabbing. Okay, good. Um, I just saw some – his wife had some pictures of the kids, and All I right. saw it out there. I think it was on Instagram or something. And Ryan was there, so I was like, he looks like he's home. Mm. But he, he blew his knee out. So, oh, okay. you know, he going through that. So yeah. Ross got back with me. Thanks, Ross, for doing that. I, 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 it's always a pleasure to see uh, Ryan when I see him. He's a yeah. friendly guy. Uh, a couple things on on Round Rock. They, yeah, one and nine, but they, they've been they've lost. They've been walked off a lot. So they and, and they've been in El Paso. So they don't have a bullpen. They were in El Paso, and um, um, it was it's tough sledding in El Paso anyway because of the thin air and everything. Uh, so it's not like they're losing twelve to two every right. night. You know they're 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 competitive. They just lost uh, an extra innings the other uh, last night, I think, to um, uh, Oklahoma City. So um, it's it they're they're playing well, you know. But, but um, you know the good the good thing one they of the are good, talented. Yeah, one of the good things about the trade was that it created depth. The trades created depth. So Cody Bradford is back back starting in Triple A. Uh, Although I, I, you know, I thought he had a case for staying with the team. I really did. He's he's been really good. And then uh, boy, has he? The, yeah. He had the one start, the very first start, where he had a little bit. He was okay. He just wasn't. Yeah. Boy, he has been very yeah. solid. And then Yuri Rodriguez is back there. They traded Spencer Howard. Yeah, they needed a forty man spot, so they traded him to the Yankees. Got a forty man spot. And they're going to get some cash. I hope he gets figured out. He's yeah. always been a nice guy. Good arm, good guy. Yeah. Um, you know, Mark Church, Chase Lee, guys we've mentioned all year. Um, and I, I, I will be curious to see, and I haven't talked to Justin in, in a while, but, you know, I think I think because of his situation, the position he plays, second base, obviously Marcus Simi's not going anywhere. Uh, third base, Justin can play. Josh Young's not going to go anywhere. So I think that he's – I wouldn't be surprised if he has anticipated that he would be traded. And I wonder if he was a little pensive going up to the trade deadline and if now that it's over and he's still in the organization, if, if he – you know, his Doesn't numbers get aren't bad, but if he he starts to take off here a little bit, um, he could be know. an offseason move too. And the, well, he, you know, there are a lot of guys in this organization who make decisions who really like Justin Foscue and believe that he's going to be a very good hitter. He doesn't strike out a lot. He makes a ton of contact. Um, you That's know, why and, he was drafted in the first round. You know, and, and and I'll tell you who else is having a, a nice little surge here is Blaine Krim. And yeah. you know, our, you know, it's so uh, there are a lot of hitters down there who who are who are good and and you know the roster is full it's true but you never know you can be a sprained ankle away or you know a foul tip or whatever it is away and then i mean look at sam huff you know jonah heim got hurt and sam huff is up and he he's homered and then he had a, had a three-hit game the other night yeah. so you you just got to take advantage of your situation and i'll tell you round rock's missing huff i mean the guy I was killing it down there. Yeah, they so. got Pawlecki, who they they signed, right. uh, it, just for depth, right? Which was a great move. I mean, and and Pawlecki is is a guy. Yeah, Hedges is 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 probably the guy you like better at the big league level to help out. But Pawlecki was another one that was a good framer that they that yeah. he was already with the organization once. They brought him back for pure depth yeah. uh, with somebody with experience that's been up in the big leagues. Um, this team is, 
you know what? Hats off. I, JD, I thought, did it. I know a lot of people that hate JD or don't like JD, but he had a great run with this organization and what he did with this uh, team. Sure. You got to take your hat off, CY. Um, yeah. He is just, he has been aggressive um, as, a, as a general manager and, and over the operations, uh, yeah. baseball operations. And uh, it's been a pretty good little offseason. He's done well since he's taken over the reins. Yeah. You know, when, <clears throat> when, uh, when the Rangers were, able to and willing to spend money mm. when John Daniels was the general manager. He did well. They did well. And and you Adrian know, if, you look, if you look at his <laughs> if you look at his last you Darvish, I mean you look at his last five years, <sighs> they didn't spend any money. No, they were it, it was So I mean it takes both, but uh you know there there's some talk out there that that John Daniels has his hands on this or fingerprints on this team, and he absolutely does. He does, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's no question. There's no question that his his that, fingers are more on this team than they actually are on the Tampa Tampa Bay Rays where yeah. he is at now. Right. Which his fingertips are there as an advisor, but he didn't build what they had oh, right no, there. Not at all. But but Chris Young has done well. His, his fingerprints are all over this now, especially with the <laughs> offseason moves and what they did in the trade deadline. Yeah. But there's still a lot of players in this organization that are John Daniels, Nate Lowe. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Josh Young, drafted by Jonah Heim. Right, exactly. Um, Adolis Garcia. Yep. I mean, I, I can go up. I can, you can look at the whole roster, and I can I can tell you where they came from. But that's not taking anything away from Chris Young. But no. um, who's been good? But the the organ this this moment has been in works has been in the works for several years, and um, you know there are guys who came before yeah. Chris Young who probably deserve a. a uh, a nod. So yep. a lot of that, a uh, lot of that front office on the, on the uh, operation side should get, they, you need to take, tip your hat to them. They yeah. do a good job pro sure. scouting department. Yeah. Uh, what their drafts have been very good the last yep. couple of years. Yep. They, they've pulled yep. some kids out of that draft that have been traded in, in deals and used um, hats off. I mean, the, the whole organization's been good right now. And, uh, you know, when Tampa was in town the other day, John was down there, and I walked yeah. over and said he, he right. saw me and said, hey, John, and we sat and talked for a little bit. Right. And, uh, while was, his son was there, his yep. son was there with him. I, I guess he'll be at Do It For Durrett if he's in town. He usually, yeah, he'll be here. He sits on the board for that. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's mention that real quick. Um, do It For Durrett, uh, calling so, it the Do It For Double, Do It For Durrett doubleheader. Right. <laughs> it's golf at uh, I think one o'clock, followed by the dinner and auction. Uh, it's at the Rangers Golf Club in Arlington. Uh, got a nice setup out there. That's the um, one we normally play at. No, that's uh, Cowboys. We're at the Rangers Golf Club. Okay. Um, look, there's um, there's about thirty golf spots left. Okay. Um, so just do a do a internet search. Uh, next step recruiting. Do it for dirt. Hey, DM Jeff or I on yeah, Twitter, yeah, yeah. and we will send you the link. Right. Honestly, and, uh, if you're serious about doing that, and hey, if you want to play on my team, let me know. I'll make sure I can. They, they reached out to me who I wanted to play with last year, and I, if you want to play with me, we'll get on the same team. I will be your D player, but <laughs> I enjoy it. Yeah. Well, come on out. Yeah. Help. Good cause, obviously. Tremendous cause. And um, uh, anyway, so I'm glad we we mentioned that. Maybe uh, maybe next week, the week after. I think maybe we'll maybe. Maybe I'll reach out to John Daniels, see if he can come on and talk about the charity. Sure. Um, and then just catch up on life its own self. And then yep. um, remember to subscribe to rangerstoday.com. Five ninety nine a month. 35 for six or 60 for a year. Uh, and then uh, go over to our YouTube channel, which we've had the Max Scherzer press conferences, which have been wildly popular. We're, we're at 1,800 subscribers now. We could always use more. Um, the more subscribers and the more 
more views and the more uh, money goes into the coffers and uh, help Which us, sends us pay on for, the road. pay for trips and stuff like that. So um, you guys have been great. We want to appreciate we, your support there. Yeah. yeah, we want to tell you how great you've been. We've got a loyal following. Uh, it's been fantastic. We really appreciate you guys and what you do. But tell your friends about it. If you know Ranger fans that are big Ranger fans, this is the place to go. This is the best Ranger coverage. I've said it over and over. It starts. I had my coffee this morning reading about the Scherzer that you that you put out last night. It's the best Ranger coverage from the minor leagues, all the way from the farm system, as Emily says, from the farm system to the front office. And we got them all, and we've got access to all of them, from the farm system to the front office. That's right. And so, anyway, it's worth your – it's worth giving up uh, Starbucks one day a month. Absolutely. That's basically what the equivalent is. That's what it is. Guys, we're going to get out of here? Yeah, let's go. Let's get out of here. We'll see you next week. Until then, folks, we'll see you at the yard.